Prepare to be astonished. It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening, and welcome back to an adventure in history. I hope everyone is thankful and stuffed. I think I'm now a third turkey. Oh, are you? Maybe a quarter turkey. We, we already had this discussion, though. <laughs> turkey or ham, right? It has to be turkey. Yep, no I agree. No doubt about it. There's no question. There's yep. no argument. And then I've heard that <laughs> some people just like forego the turkey and ham altogether and do something completely different. What about you? Spaghetti, lasagna. For us, it's the traditions. Turkey and ham. Ooh, and ham. there oh, we go. Okay, but your plate in particular? My plate would be turkey. And then but, second round ham? But or? I would always get some ham from my wife. So. Oh, see? Okay. And Smart I man. take both with a smile. See, diplomatic. I know, which is a good introduction because we do have the Clatsop County manager here with us tonight. Thanks for joining us, Don. I am glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. (laughs) He even said it with a straight face. I know. He's glad to be here. He is. Not that he's been cajoled and tricked. I know. (laughs) Talked into it at the last minute. He is happy to be here. Yes. He he appears to be, at least. Yeah. (laughs) So so it's back into plug in season. It is. Because it's after Thanksgiving and everything goes nuts now. Yes. So we got our tree. Wow. So it's, it's you know, Thanksgiving's a day, but Christmas is a season. So the season mm. is upon us. <laughs> so we got the Christmas tree. And it's Festival of Trees. So Providence Seaside Hospital Foundation Festival of Trees is this coming Saturday. The gala is almost sold out. Wow. Uh, so if you want tickets, I would recommend Better hurry. Uh, calling right away to even see if they're available. But there's an open house during the day. So you can go in and look at all of the trees that are set up in the beautiful Seaside Convention Center. It's absolutely stunning. And it's from 10 to 2, free, and we also have a special guest who is coming all the way from the North Pole. Oh my gosh, who is that? Santa. (laughs) And his wife will be there. She's upstairs in one of the rooms in Candy Cane Lane. She's reading Christmas stories. Um, We have cookie decorating, craft making, ornament building, on and on. 10 to 2 at the Seaside Convention Center. And it's always a wonderful event. It's very Mm -hmm. charming, especially if you have kids, but it's fun even if you don't. Oh, yes. Yeah. And and what does this benefit? Well, this benefits, again, the Providence Seaside Hospital Foundation, which this year, um, all of the funds are going to go to cardiac rehab for the North Coast. So something that is very important. um, Because everybody has a heart. Everybody does have a heart. And we appreciate those hearts, right? We want to keep them healthy and, yeah, happy. Excellent. But yes, so, uh, but Festival of Trees, again, and it's probably an equal mix of kids and just adults going to look mm-hmm. at the trees because it's a really, uh, it's just, every tree is themed and they're it's just stunning. And I you mean, took one or two years off for COVID. This is not the first year back. You did it last year, right? You know, I kind of remember you, you know, did it last year. The last few years have been a blur, Mac. <laughs> so we did, I don't think we did it last year, but I will say the year before we did it uh, virtually. Is that correct? I don't know. Possibly. Somebody's going to correct me. I just, but yes, we I, haven't done it in person since I, 2019. I want to be safe always. Yes. But I'm also done with the virtual stuff. I know. Oh, it was so and, sad and, when, when we did it virtually. I mean, it was a great fundraiser, but I mean, it just, the whole point of getting together during the holiday, right, is exactly. to be together. But of course, I mean, especially in healthcare, we have to be very cautious. And 
So their, you know, attendance even now is still yeah, limited. I, yeah, and I don't want the hospitals to be reckless. No, no. It's a big decision to bring people together and, mm-hmm. and doing so very mindfully. The Seaside Convention Center is a great venue, very large, very spread out. So okay. good start But we're to taking season. valuable time away. We are. Right Although that was worthwhile. Th- yes. Okay. So let's get to the history highlights so we can get right let's to this. Uh, so these are things, of course, that happened uh, tomorrow. So as always, this could be icebreakers. It could be things to talk about with your work colleagues or family, or yep. uh, if you happen to be in a trivia contest or on Jeopardy. Yep. This could be the answer. Let's do it. So November 28th, 1717, Blackbeard, because you know I like the pirate stuff. (laughs) Blackbeard attacks and captures a French merchant slave ship, which he renames as his flagship, the Queen Anne's Revenge. Oh. I wonder at what point his name becomes Blackbeard. Hmm. (laughs) Do you think it was before he had a beard? Right, or is okay. it just in stories afterwards, right? Yeah. So keeping with the pirate theme for somehow, for some reason today, 1720, just three years later, Anne Bonny and Mary Reed are tried, found guilty of pirating, and sentenced to death in mm. Spanish town, Jamaica, but they, uh, they're dis- they, uh, their pregnancies are discovered. They're both pregnant and uh, wins them a stay of execution. That's interesting on a lot of levels. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you happen to be female and you're a pirate and you get captured, you should get pregnant really fast so that terrible you're not advice, man. So you're not going to be hanged. <laughs> oh my goodness! If you're in 1720, yeah, that's good advice. Cool. If you're in a time machine, all right. Uh, 1843, and I forgive me, I'm not going to pronounce this right. Ka ke lahu, Hawaiian Independence Day. Oh, lovely. The Kingdom of Hawaii is officially recognized by the United Kingdom and France as an independent nation because, you know, they needed to be recognized by England and France before they could right. be their own place. Right. <laughs> the arrogance. <laughs> right. But, but happy Independence Day, Hawaii. Yeah. And I'm sorry I mispronounced it. Uh, oh, I always have to ask, been to Hawaii? Of course. Of course. Yes. See, I've never been. Oh, so Mac, it's, not it's so course. lovely. <laughs> you need to go. Is Hawaii. It, is it hot like Florida or is it just delightful? It depends on what time of year you go, for sure. Okay. Uh, 1893. <laughs> this is almost going to be my history highlight of the day, and I, I came fully prepared to be called out by, by you, Alana. Okay. That, that this should have been the history highlight of the day. 1893. Women vote in a national election for the first time in the New Zealand general election. I love the New Zealands. I, you know, Kiwis, yep. way to go. And I'm, I'm happy for New Zealand. I'm happy that you're the, the first ones. And I'm ashamed that it's 1893 and not, not earlier. Right. But but I had something else. So okay. that's not my history highlight of the day. It was close. And I debated with myself. Um, so I it, didn't have to scold you. That's good. Well, but it's not the history highlight of the day. <laughs> well, so. but still, you thought uh, about it. 1925, the Grand Ole Opry begins broadcasting. I saw that. Yep. 1987, a media controversy ignites over the case of Tawana Brawley. This is the first time we really met uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. Oh. And I put this in selfishly for me because this all happened in Poughkeepsie, New York. Okay. And I am actually in the background of one of the newscasts about oh. this. I was working for a lawyer and I was a delivery guy, office runner, and I had to drive to the Poughkeepsie courthouse right as they were outside protesting. Oh. So I walked through the protest <laughs> while there's like on camera and I saw the news later. I'm the, I'm the guy in the blue. I'm going past. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that was just for me. 1994, Jeffrey Dahmer murdered in prison. Mm. Yeah, We don't feel badly for him, do we? I know. Okay, no. but our history highlight of the day, and again, a little selfish on my part, but 1520, Ferdinand Magellan reaches the Pacific. 
He's one of my favorites around the world. And it is important. And suddenly we know it's not flat. It's right. round. <laughs> and it's a small little <laughs> globe. So uh, so that was my history highlight of the day. Okay. That's, a, a, that's okay. You didn't miss anything today. Oh I know. Goodness. It's that's quite crazy. surprising. Just be thankful because we're coming off a holiday weekend. All right. And speaking of uh, exploring going around the world. Yes. That's a terrible segue. <laughs> that's a terrible segue, but I don't have anything better. So tell us, how, how does one get into county management? Wow. That's not a loaded <laughs> question yeah. at all. You're so. a kid and, and uh, like age five, you're like, I want to be a county manager someday. Yeah. I can't say that that actually ever happened. Um, I'm not even sure if you asked me today, that's what I would, <laughs> I would say. Um, so how do you get into county management? Um, I think the first thing is that you grow up with an eye toward service. And I was fortunate enough to grow up in a family where service was valued and it was modeled. Um, you know, my father was a career uh, military officer, West Point grad, and so I ended up moving a lot when I was um, younger. And, um, and I had great role models um, in my life. And so, you know, as I got older and I got out of the service and I decided uh, to, you know, come to Oregon, sight unseen. Oh my goodness. Wow. In my Pinto. It wasn't a Pinto wagon, though, so it was a hatchback. Um, <laughs> Even better. Yes, and it was orange. That is M and M orange, or what kind it, of orange? It was, it was orange. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I I came out uh, to Oregon and sight unseen, and I've met so many amazing people where service was part of their personal ethos and part of their personal story. And so, um, you know, when you're surrounded by others who who are modeling service and then you find value in it um, you know becoming a county manager doesn't seem that big of a step um, so I've, I've really been blessed with um, just amazing people around me and I can't really say that anybody would say being a county manager is the ultimate <laughs> goal it certainly wasn't mine um, but life is mysterious right <laughs> and so the mysterious ways have got me to this point so what so, was that first job then that you, so did, or did you have a job that brought you here to Oregon? No, I oh, came okay. to Oregon to go to school. Okay. And I had already done some of my undergraduate work elsewhere. Um, and I came to Oregon to Pacific University out in Forest Grove. And literally I thought I was at the end of the earth, but it was actually about an hour further. Um, <laughs> and came to Forest Grove and, you know, I became part of a community that I never really had experienced before, and um, that's where I ultimately met my wife, but that's a st story upon itself. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, I came out uh, and to study. And what are, you go what are you studying? I mean, what, what so at this point, degree are you looking for? At, at this, this point, point, for my undergraduate, I was, I, got a, I was studying psychology with a creative writing and a philosophy triple major. Wow. Um, obviously not somebody who knew what I wanted to do when I grew yeah. up. And so, um, so that's what I was studying. And I just happened uh, right when I hit campus. And this is a story that will explain my relationship with my wife too. So <laughs> hold on to your hats. Um, so I get on campus. I'm just right. I'm in my first days and I'm a little older cause I got out of the service and, um, and the resident director said, Hey, Don, 
you're a little bit older than some of the other students. Would you like to be on the Residential Judicial Council? I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> and so I said, well, sure, I needed to get involved, get to know people. And so I said, let's do this. And so um, he said, well, it's just going to, you're going to be um, dealing with people who get written up, get in trouble oh, in the dorms, but it's not a big deal. It'll be great. So I go to my first meeting and lo and behold, they asked me to be the president of the <laughs> residential ju judicial council. And again, I'm not smart enough to say no. And so I go to the first meeting and there's this, there's this student who has been written up. I won't say what for. <laughs> and um, she, I thought people would come in and say kind of like traffic court where you say, well, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was going 10 miles hour over the speed limit or I was distracted. Um, this student came in and just said, don't care, going to do it again. Oh. And I will probably be back. And so see you later. And she walked out. And so, so the Dean of Students, I like her. yeah, well, yeah, I, I could tell you more stories, but Dean of Students said, Don, I think you should write a letter to her parents. Oh, so we're in college. I just show up on, on campus. I'm suddenly writing a note to somebody's parents about what their child's doing in college. So I wrote the letter. Um, it was sent. Needless to say, I had a very hostile co-student um, on campus with me at that point, and she was not shy to let me know her hostility. And so, so anyhow, I didn't make a friend the first day, mm -hmm. um, and we went on, and and you know, four years later, um, she's my wife. Oh my goodness! And um, and we were on a different journey at that point. So. <laughs> Um, but, you know, part of the story really is, is that when you're in a community where you can get to know e each other um, in a community that's supportive. I mean, I did not re-up for a second term on the <laughs> Residential ju ju Judicial Council. But, um, but you know, it was, it was great to be part of a community where you could make a difference. And then I ultimately became the student body president and other things. So that was probably you know, part of the foray um, into more government-esque work. For and sure. So, That's completely, a. I mean, the start, right? I mean, well, also in, in just in the fact, too, you were talked into doing it. You didn't know what you were doing. I know. <laughs> Although I'm stunned that the like the dean doesn't write the letter. Right. That he has a student write the letter to the parents. Oh, he did have to. The he did have to correct all of my, you know, oh. mispronunciations <laughs> and everything. So. so at what point did you guys become friends? So that's another story completely. But um, so we were actually hostile towards each other, even though the, the hostility was one way for the most part. Um, um, but she was not easily to forgive that letter. Well, sure. And, it, and, 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 and believe me, 30 some years later, it's still a point of conversation, <laughs> um, both with my in-laws and with my wife. But, um, but so, um, so we didn't talk for a number of years. And I think it was when I graduated and she was in optometry school, she's an optometrist, and um, that we ended up on a, on a cruise on the Willamette River, not together, just happened to be on the same boat. And she was hostile towards me on the boat, <laughs> which when you're on a boat and there's hostility, that's not a good place <laughs> right. to be. Talk about pirates, right? Yeah. So. Um, and so when we got off of the boat, 
I was waiting for a taxi because I lived up in Northwest Portland at the time, and she was waiting for a taxi. We got on the tax in the taxi together, and that's the oh. rest is written. So. That could be a movie. I love it. <laughs> so, What's your wife's name? My wife's name is Stacy. Oh, Stacy! Wow, that is that is a hard story to. There's be. a future guest for an adventure <laughs> yeah. in history. I want the other part of the story. She'd be way more interesting <laughs> too. So. So I'm fascinated by the triple major, mm-hmm. and then it, 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 those things are all, to some extent, reaching out to, yep. to and people and, and being, yeah, of service. Mm-hmm. So how does the leap from those, that triple major to, are you political science? Are you no, urban I mean, planning? We'll I mean, see what, what is the degree? So I graduated. So those were my degrees, and I had no idea what I was going to do. So what did I do? I went and worked for the McMinimums. Mm-hmm. That's good. good so plan. it's a little stop on the on the play on on the journey to somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was working for the McMinnows, and this is back, you know, before they became, you know, really what you see now. Um, before it was real corporate, and I did that for a while, and then I decided I was going to go to graduate school, and I applied to University of Washington and to Lewis and Clark College, and. As part of that process, and I was discerning where I should go, um, the, one of the instructors over at Lewis and Clark said, where do you want to live when you're done with your graduate degree? And I said, I'd like to live in Oregon. And he said, well, you should come here then. And so what happened is my first day of graduate school, I am between one of the breaks, and a gentleman comes up to me, and he goes, hi, my name's Charlie Cameron. I said, hi, I'm Don. And Charlie was the county administrator over in Washington County. And so I met him my first day. We became friends. Um, In the meantime, I applied to be a presidential management intern, which is a competitive, you know, nationwide program. Ended up going down to Stanford and other places to go through that competitive process. I was selected. Get on a plane, go back to D.C., and I'm learning the ropes of D.C., which are a lot different than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> and I get a phone call, and it's Charlie Cameron calling me back. And he said, hey, come back to Oregon and work on my staff as an intern. I said, okay. <laughs> so I got on a plane, enthusiastically came back to Oregon and started working over at Washington County in the county administrator's office as a management intern. Before I came to Clotsop County, I've only worked in the county administrator's office in Washington County. Oh, wow. So, wow. I love that. So, so that was my initial journey. But of course, when I get to Washington County, I'm not given awesome assignments. <laughs> of course not. An, an intern. Intern. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm an intern. I'm given. So this is back in the day when, you know, there was press at, at, at every board meeting, multiple press. I mean, not mm-hmm. just one. Um, and there was this group of citizens that would come in every meeting and ask for the board to resign or ask for the county council to resign or ask for somebody to to resign. And it was always reported on and the board was getting frustrated. So the county administrator at the time, Charlie, came to me and said, hey, can you go meet with these folks and figure out how we can get them to stop coming in and asking for everybody's resignations. And write to their parents. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, I had a lot of experience writing notes. So, uh, so of course, again, in my 
in my inexperience, I say, sure, why not? That sounds like a great idea. So I met with these folks in somebody's living room and I thought we talked it all out and that things were going to be good. And I came up with a little plan and Next thing I knew, they were in front of the board asking for my resignation. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I, I was I, I was an intern that was what I call barely getting paid, and so um, and so you know I just thought to myself, you know, this is not the right career for me. At the point, I was thinking I could do anything else um, because, I mean, it was I had never been through something like that where I, in good faith, went in thinking. Let's make some progress here, um, but no. They, and you had made progress I thought on your we, end. Yeah, I thought we had made progress, but obviously that was elusive. But um, if, you, if you took the heat off of the board in Charlie, though, you know, mission yeah. accomplished. Well, yeah, it, yeah, I guess it was a success. Like, on a personal level, didn't feel so much like it. And what I learned later, and I think, you know, and I'm glad that, that I learned this so so early in my career, but um, is it one of the one of the citizens came up to me later and said, Hey, Don, don't take it personally, but I know that you have to tell the truth and I don't, Mm. I am here to get what I want and I'm not bound by the same structures that you're bound by. And, and I, it was a good lesson for me because in my career that has happened many times where truly Sometimes advocacy means at any cost. And I think we really see that now um, more than I've ever seen it in my career where, um, where civility isn't as important. And I think civility is very important. And you know, one of the things I talk to my staff about and I just talk to my board about and, and really everybody that I meet is, you know, part of what makes government work is, is that people have trust in their government. And part of that is, is truly how we behave. It's not always what we do, but it's also how we do it. And for me, government is, is about grace. And it's about making sure grace is, is really two things. And it has to be in, intentional and it has to be unconditional. And so part of what I have always done is made my interactions with citizens graceful unconditionally and intentionally. And as a result, even when folks don't always treat me the way that I want to be treated, they're always gonna get the way I wanna be treated back. And so, and over time that does balance things out. Even these citizens, after they worked with me, because I didn't quit as much as they thought I might, um, (laughs) um, is that they even understood that we were going to we were going to act a little differently and we were going to try to create a culture that was more uh, you know akin to what i think most of us want from our government um and you know local government the reason why i didn't stay back in dc is because local government is where the action is it's where the intimacy and the relationships are and when you go back to a dc and you enter a building that may have 3000 people in it and your job is to monitor one line item and one budget, I, that wasn't something I wanted to do. And so, so yeah, so everything happens for a reason. I'm glad that I went to Lewis and Clark. I'm glad that I met Charlie Cameron. <laughs> and after 30 years, I was so happy to come over to Clatsop County. 
Oh, so. nice. It's an amazing story. And when can we vote for you for president? I know. <laughs> I will never run for office. So. So, I'm just a bureaucrat. So there, yes. <laughs> so I want to get your perspective because I think from my perspective, the hardest part of your job would be working with the elected officials whose job is not to do your job every day. Their job is to direct the county manager for the and advocate on behalf of the citizens. But that blurs, I would assume, often. How do you work with that? How do you get things done and also help them be the leaders that they should be versus the leaders that they want to be? Well, I think that's a great question. And obviously, every board's different. So in my career, I have probably worked with 15 different variations of boards. Um, and so here, certainly the board's are different and they're unique and they have their own stories and they have their own personal stories as well as their collective ones. And what it comes down to is when I was hired, I said, it will never be about me. What I don't ever want to do is have the story be about the county manager. The story is really about us doing good work. But how do you, how do you um, conjole a board to work together um, to be supportive of one another when that hasn't always been the culture right. within Clatsop County. And so I think to, to, to really um, kick everything off, we had to have conversations about what I just talked about, which is grace and making sure that, that we treat each other well. Because what you don't want in my job is a lot of distractions. One of the things that I say all the time is let's just manage the manageable. There's a lot of things that are not manageable and I don't want to spend a lot of time on those. Mm-hmm. I want to spend the time on managing things that are manageable. And the things that are manageable is how we're going to treat each other to get the work done. Because if we are creating distractions on how we are treating each other, then nothing good happens. And so by removing distractions, I can help the board be successful. And I do reiterate to the board that they're the policymakers. And my job is to make sure they can govern in a really effective way. So we've updated our policies, our procedures, the way we do business, but they also know they can trust us. There's not intrigue. There's not distrust. Um, And I'm always going to play it down the middle with the board. You know, I'm not a political person. Nobody knows what my political leanings are. I'd like to keep it that way. Um, And so I can be effective serving any elected official. And I find great value in it. And I just want to say that we're blessed with a very active and very gracious board. And, um, and I think that's a great example for, 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 for really others. And I hope it's a legacy so that future boards can behave similarly. So, so unless Alana's going to ask the question, she always asks this, but what keeps you in Class of County? What do, outside of, of working with the county government, what do you like about this place? And outside of the job, what do you what do you take so, interest in? So my wife, just real quickly, my wife is from, she was born here. She went to school over in Nacelle. Um, she's from here, and I love this place. This is my home. This is where I will be when I depart, and I don't want to be anywhere else. And so this is my last job. I mean, I will not be going into another county, another city. And when I'm done here, I will go up on my property and I will (laughs) watch the birds and fish and do all the fun things that I enjoy with my family. And so that's my story. So you like fishing. What kind of fish is your favorite to eat? Well, anything that has a salmon involved in it. (laughs) 
and or a steelhead involved would be my favorite. So you're in the perfect area. Yeah, I would say trout because I grew up in Wyoming, but I'm not going to say trout. <laughs> once you've had <laughs> salmon's a good political answer. Too. Yeah, yeah, salmon's great. So, <laughs> but he's not political. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. But it was a smart answer. Well, thank you, Don. I'm so glad you were able to join us tonight and share part of your story. Um, and thank you for your service to our community. I think that is definitely those um, administrative jobs are behind the scenes, but you you get the day to day done. So we we thank you for that that service. And, and I hear nothing but good things from your interactions with the public, with yes. your staff, with commissioners that I've chatted with. I mean, everybody just says your heart's in it and you're a straight shooter and you're a calming influence. Yeah. Which And you haven't made any headlines, so that's apparently right. that's a good thing, too. I will avoid that as there much as possible. So, <laughs> Well, we hope that it's a long, long tenure because I think you're a force of positive uh, energy. So yes. thank you for being here, and thanks for listening. Go make some history. We will catch you next week. Thank you for joining us for An Adventure in History. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.